Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. I praise you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Who feels good? Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to turn into the Word of the Lord and uh, welcome everybody here to church this morning. Everybody bring your Bibles. All right, open up your digital Bibles. And if you don't have those, we've got it for you. Amen. I'm excited for all that God is doing and gearing up for what God is going to do. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Had a great youth outing Friday. They had a great turnout. I think over 20 people were there, young people and young adults were there. So praise God for that. And uh, he's not here this morning, but Brother Gabriel, you can tell him I said so. I beat uh, Adrian in a a round of, a couple rounds of go-karts. And uh, you see, he says he beat me on the second time, but he really didn't. Because they made us all stop. And I was ahead of him. And they made us all stop. And then, you know, my go-kart took a little bit more oomph to get started back again. My go-kart was slow. But, my, no, my go-kart was actually the fastest one there, I, I believe. Him, mine and his. And so he kind of took over at the last moment after they had a stop. And so he calls that a win, but I call that a ching, never mind. <laughs> but uh, we had a great time, and looking forward to all the events that we have coming up. And looking forward to the bake sale, praise God, let's support Mother's Memorial. And, and I'm looking forward to us having a record offering from this church this year. And I believe that God is going to bless us if we will do that. Amen. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 15 and verse 14. We're going to start there, and then we will go to chapter 26. Good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. Brother Phelps, good to have you, brother. God bless you. Amen. All the way from Lake Cavasu. Amen. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 14. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Verse chapter 26. 26 and verse 11, as a dog returneth to his vomit, that's pretty disgusting, so a fool returneth to his folly. Amen. Amen. I want to speak on this, this topic this morning, characteristics of a fool. Be probably more teaching today, but I believe that there's just as much power, if not more power in teaching than there is preaching. So we're going to open up our Bibles, we're going to open up our hearts, and we're going to allow God to work on us today. Amen. And I, before we do that, I want to say thank you to Brother Javier. He came here Saturday and fixed our vents and got them all replaced, and he's working. and got the ACs in the back and the annex fixed. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. <clears throat> if it weren't for this man right here, we'd be really hot in here today. So thank, if, you, if you appreciate the cool, thank him. Amen. Let's lift our hands and just pray. Brother Caldwell, would you lead us?
Amen. If you have a Bible or you have your phone and you can pull it out, you have a Bible app on it, could you hold it up in the air? All right. If you're able to get scriptures. All right. You may be seated. Open up your Bible app, open up your Bibles, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand out some scriptures here. I, I'm going to need your help today, and uh, we'll do this, do this old school, if you will. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Proverbs, um, let, me, let me actually, let me start somewhere else here. Someone get for me Psalms 53 and verse 1. Sister Parker, you got that? Thank you, sis. If you, if you raise your hands with your Bibles or your phone, just, just lift, up, lift it up and let me know that you're able to get it. Proverbs 19 and 2, Sister Compton, that's 19 and 2. Proverbs 14 15, Brother Meeks, 14 15. Proverbs 10 and 18, Brother Compton, thank you, brother. That was 10 and 18. Proverbs 10 and 23, Sister, God bless you. That was 10 and 23. Proverbs 14 and 9. Brother Caleb? All right. And uh, Proverbs 12, 15. We got a lot, so we need lots of help. Sister Marcia? All right. It's 12 and 15. Proverbs 15 and 5. My wife will get that one. All right. Praise God. Proverbs 17 and 19. Who else can get that? Sister McKenzie, can you get that? No? All right, Sister Angela, all right. That was 17 and 19. And Proverbs 17, 27 through 28. Sister, uh, Brother Payson, can you get that for me? That was Proverbs 17, 27 through 28. And we'll, we'll stop right there. We'll, we'll start over unless anybody else didn't get one that needs one. 14 and 15. Let me go back. Proverbs 14, chapter 14, verse 15. Yes, sir. All right, let's let's jump in today. I hope that's all right. You helping me out, and it'll it'll help us go quickly as we move on. But uh, <clears throat> the characteristics of a fool. Uh, something I don't hear talked about a lot, but the Bible has a lot to say about a fool, or those who are foolish. Uh, and we know the scripture in Matthew that speaks on not calling someone a fool. And almost speaking to them as they are, they can't be nobody. That's not who a, what a Christian does is refer to someone as a fool. Um, now we can identify people by their characteristics as foolish, though, right? Like it's just like the same the same idea. If we do not, uh, we don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. We love the person. We don't love what they're doing. Now, uh, certain people immediately come to our minds, or my mind, and maybe yours as well, when we mention the word fool. I, I typically don't go to the seriousness element. I typically would go to more of the comical element of, of foolishness. Uh, perhaps those among the, the foolish, if you will, as defined by the world, would be, well, let's see if you can guess it. Yeah, some people saying no. Uh, what about Deputy Sheriff Barney Fife, Don Knotts, uh, going around Mayberry doing all kinds of foolish things, shooting guns in the in the courthouse and all these other things that 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 he did, and 
perhaps maybe your mind would go to the Three Stooges. Maybe. Larry, Curly, and Moe. And I, I, I stole these names, and I made three little bears uh, with my daughter. We were talking about them last night, actually, laying down. And I, I named them uh, Larry, or no, Moe, Bo, and Curly. And they were three foolish bears that go about doing things that they ought not do. And I just made it up one day as, when she was little. Or perhaps you go back to the 50s. And I think of this, this man when I think of someone who did just some foolish things. I think of Red Skelton. And uh, in his many humorous yet often foolish characters, uh, just making, uh, doing things that, you know, is just, you find funny, falling off of chairs and, um, you know, all the different things that maybe he would do. But the fools that I thought of are rather harmless people, basically well-intentioned and innocent, and all of them invoke a sense of pity or mixed uh, with some amusement, but that is not so with the fool in the book of Proverbs. When we think of fool, we may think of being funny or laughter or, or joking or jesting or, or whatnot. But the book of Proverbs speak, speaks of the fool in a very serious manner. And it begins to detail some characteristics of a fool. And the Bible has a lot to say about this topic, and so it's important that we dive into it. The word fool today means a senseless fellow. The biblical defini definition has added a dimension of someone who disregards God's Word. It's a fool. Someone who reads the Word of God. Someone who hears the Word of God. But someone who disregards the Word of God. Now, I'm not going to call anybody here a fool, but the Word may. And if the Word calls me a fool, then I need to adhere and hear the Word and respond to the power and the Word of God. Amen. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Fools do not learn from their lessons, from the mistakes they make. They continue doing the same foolish things over and over again to their own destruction. They just keep doing them over and over and over again. Foolishness, let's just understand this, has nothing to do with intelligence or talent. Nothing. You can be, I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but I, also, I can be as dumb as rocks. But it has nothing to do about being a fool. Smart, gifted people are prime candidates for foolishness. Successful people, wealthy people, smart people are candidates for foolishness. Somebody's going to have to help me this morning. Don't, don't fall asleep on me just yet. Amen. Ecclesiastes 10 and 2. A wise man's heart is at his right hand. But a fool's heart is at his left. Speaking of God, it is at his right hand if you are a wise man or woman, but a fool's heart is on his left hand. Now, foolishness has nothing to do with talent, your ability, your wealth, your, your pedigree, if you say you have one, has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with our heart. Everything to do with where our heart is. And let me also explain that fools are dangerous people. 
Proverbs 17 and 12 said it like this, Let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. What does that mean? It means that if a bear is robbed of her cubs, she will become furious and extremely dangerous. Nobody in here would want to meet a mama with cubs in your hand, a mama bear. And she's going to be extremely dangerous. But it says that it is better to meet such bear than to encounter a fool engaged in his or her folly. The bear may take your life, but the fool may take your purity. It may take your reputation. It may take your character. It may take your family. It may take your integrity. It may take your money. It may take your walk with God. It may take your usefulness of, with, of God or for God. When choosing friends, we have to remember that this warning is of fools. Who are you hanging with? Let me just put it like this and put it very plainly today. If you want to serve God and you want to live for the Lord and you are making efforts to live like Christ has lived, you're not going to hang out with people for very long, that are not living for the Lord. I should have got a whole house of amens. You're not going to continually hang around people who are drinking, cursing, lying, cheating, stealing, fornicating, adultery, well, all, the, all the things, all the sins. You're just simply not going to do it. Well, I'm trying to reach them. Re when you begin to hang out with them in, in long periods of time, you're not reaching them. They're influencing you more than you're influencing them. And the Bible has already said that if someone disregards the Word, they are a fool. Now, uh, I believe we need to... Uh, we need to uh, Go and witness and be, be, uh, consider ourselves friendly and show ourselves friendly among everybody. Absolutely. I believe that 100%. I've even been known to go and have, take someone out for dinner or for lunch that's, that's uh, you know, if you would uh, say ungodly. Because I'm going to tell you what, we've got to become a friend of them before we can get them in an altar. We've got to befriend them. They've got to know, they've got to, we've got to win them before we win them to God. And so I'm not saying that we just shun everybody, but what I'm saying is, is there is a line that can be crossed that when that, that influence begins to shift and we begin to hang out with those that are foolish and then we too begin to be influenced to do foolish things. I mean, I'll, I'll put another plainly. If you struggle with a sin, don't hang out with those people who are doing that sin. If you struggle with smoking, you're not going to go and hang out with people who smoke. If you struggle with drinking, you're not going to go hang out at the bar with your buddies. It's just simply not, it's common sense, right? It's foolishness thinking that you can uh, overcome these things. If, we, if someone struggles with pornography on their cell phones. Oh, oh, this is only stuff we talk about with youth. No, no, no. There's statistics that say <laughs> that men and women of beyond youth struggle with pornography on their iPads, on their phones, on their computers. All right? So it's foolishness thinking to think that I can defeat this sin yet still not have any accountability with my devices. 
Period. It's foolishness. And so we have to choose who and what we do and how we hang out with them and, and, and uh, making sure that they're not influencing us. There's 12 ways to spot a fool according to a book. Um, believe that Fools believe that they are right. Fools hate accountability and practical strategies. They love blaming and reject responsibility. Uh, they pursue personal ease rather than challenge. They expect you to adapt to them. They reject instruction. They can't see their foolishness. They express frustrations quickly and openly. They gossip and cut down privately while uh, complimenting publicly. Woo-wee. Man, that one hit. I felt something in the atmosphere. Gossiping and cutting down privately while complimenting publicly. Wow. We're going to get to it more in a moment. But you act confidently. You enjoy talking and you despise listening. Twelve things. And, and I began to look through these. This is a non-Christian book. This is a leadership book and that I was reading. And you uh, begins to say, well, you know what? They didn't just come up with these. They opened up their Bible. And they pulled scripture. And we're going, to, we're going to dive into it right now. Psalms 53 and verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, what? There is no God. Now this is an easy one. Everybody in here today can probably say amen. Right? Everybody say Right? Because if you don't believe there's a God, you probably wouldn't be here. And if you are, I hope that by the time you leave this place, you know there's a God because you feel Him in this house. But the Bible says that a fool has said in his heart, there is no God, and corrupt are they, and done abominable iniquity, there is none that doeth good. And so there is this... this uh, that, there, the atheism, the there is no God, is one that we can all agree on. But we all agree that it's in Scripture, right? Amen. And so we're going to go through some more here because the Bible is going to start opening up things that maybe even attack, or not attack, but correct all of us. Amen. And I need correcting. Amen. Proverbs 19 and 2. Proverbs 19.2. <laughs> That's all right, sis. You can read that if you want. Okay, I'll read it. All right. Thank you, sis. All right. So, the soul be without knowledge. It is not good. And he or she that hasteneth with or without caution, meaning you quickly jump into things, giving no thought, no, no process, with his feet sinneth. Now what is this talking about? A fool does not plan ahead. All right? Now I know there's scripture that says don't take thought for tomorrow. And we, we stand by that word of God. Absolutely. But it is foolishness to think that you can't look at your paycheck and say, I've got $500 and I'm going to plan of how I spend that money. It's foolish just to think that you can just say, you know, what, I'm going to go spend whatever, whatever I want and then it'll kind of work out because it says not to plan, not to think for tomorrow. That's foolishness. Right? 
Foolishness is, well, I'm not going to pay the tithe on that because i got other things that... But a wise man says, I'm going to plan ahead and I'm going to take what is rightfully God's and I'm going to take a portion of that and I'm going to give it as an offering and I may even take a portion of that and give it as a sacrificial offering and oh, by the way, I've got to make sure that i got a roof over my head and i got to make sure that the electric's paid and the trash bill's paid and, and oh, by the way, we, we, we've got to eat this week and, and so we plan ahead. And another thing is, is we're not just going to wake up one morning, go down to the car lot and say, we're buying a car today. Wait a second, did you look at your bank account? No. Wait a second, do you know what your credit? No. Wait a second, can you afford the, the $750 payment? I don't know. Someone who, without caution, moves forward, without planning, the Bible calls them a fool and one that feet sinneth. So uh, take no thought for tomorrow. You know, at the end of the day, we do our part, and then God will do his part. And you say, well, at the end of that $500, I still don't have it. That's when we say, God, it is yours. I've done what I can do. I've taken the resources that you've given me, and I've applied them in an honorable way. Now, God, I'm taking no thought for next week because, you know, you know that bill's due next week. And that $500 is long gone. I'm taking no thought for tomorrow. I'm going to worship God until next week. And God is going to provide a way and a means to make sure that that bill is paid. That's, that's, that's wise. Proverbs 14 and 15. All right. The prudent man looketh well to what? Where he's going. That's scripture. I'm looking where I'm headed. I'm looking five years ahead. Where do I want to be? Where, where do I want to be? If God tarries, where do we want to be? We can't run the church without looking ahead. Where do we want to be? Because we've got to have some type of goal and mark to hit. So we know, hey, we didn't hit that mark. Or, hey, we're striving for something greater, something grand or something better. And so I believe it is in the will of God, according to Scripture, if we're going to be a wise man or a wise woman, that we are going to look ahead and see what things may come. Also on our schedule, on our timing. You should plan your time. Well, Wednesday, Sundays, they're out. They're out. Don't touch them. That's just how I, that's how I am. You may not be that way. That's how I am. And another thing is, is whenever I have a church event, I'm talking about even beyond our church, our local church, even district events, I try my best to make it a way to make sure that my family's there. If I'm going to make sure they can be at a concert, which we don't go to, but if I was going to make a way for my kids to go to a concert or to some secular camp, you better believe that I'm going to make a way for my daughter to be at junior camp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look ahead of my schedule and I'm going to make sure that I can afford it and that we don't go on vacation the week of junior camp and I'm going to make sure that she's there. I'm going to make sure that they're there at the youth events. I'm going to make sure that we're there on prayer. I'm going to make sure that we're there when services are being uh, taken place. I'm looking ahead of my schedule because I'm a wise man. I want to be a wise man. And I want to be, you ladies want to be a wise lady. And so we're looking ahead of our schedule. See, resources are not just dollars and cents and money. Resources is your time. Probably more valuable than any money you can give is your time. You, your person, yourself, your, your, your focus, your ability, your work. And so many times we give our best to this world. 
And God's sitting there thinking, okay, I'll get the leftovers. That's, a, that's foolishness. Proverbs 10 and 18. Proverbs 10, 18. Go ahead, Brother Compton. He's what? <laughs> he that hideth or hatred with lying lips. Man, you get mad at somebody. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. But I'm going to go and talk about them behind their back. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not offended. I'm not defended. But I'm going to go and I'm going to slander their name all across the church. That is not the will of God. And let me tell you something. If you are the individual that goes around spreading rumors or spreading thoughts or spreading news or drama, you are out of the will of God. And the Bible says that you are a period. We are not to be children of God that gossip. We are to be children of God that take it before the Lord. Now there's leadership for a reason. And God has placed it there for a reason. But that doesn't mean that we go to everybody around the church and tell everybody's business. It's just not the will of God. Well, but I saw them and I know them. and It's not the will of God. If, If you have an ought against a brother, you go to that person. That's scripture. It didn't say go to the pastor or go to the, 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 this person. It said go to that person and talk to them. And, and, if, and if you do that, you've won a friend. No, we don't, we're, not, we're not people that should be gossiping or talking or, or being mad with someone and, and, and then saying, no, I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not mad. Because you know what happens is when we lie, that turns into bitterness in our heart. And it's not just people in the church. It's people outside this church. It's with our family. We can't hold that in our heart. We've got to release it. We've got to say, I am sorry, I apologize, and move on. Now, I know that's hard, and I know that's difficult a lot of the time, most of the time. Very hard to do, but that is the will of God. And it is not the will of God for us to go around spreading it to all the world to hear and to see. Proverbs 10 and 23. These are characteristics of a fool. That word sport describes laughing or mocking or being joyful. And that word mischief refers to evil plans. The fool gets his enjoyment by fulfilling his or her evil plans. Someone who laughs to do mischief and and you you, you think, well, I'm not going to do something that I know I ought to do. Ha, ha, ha. No, that's the spirit of a fool. All right? Or, or someone who mocks. We've got to be careful how we talk about each other. We need to be very careful how we refer to each other. We need to be very careful how we refer to if someone does something, or they, whether it be playing, singing, leading, uh, uh, their job, whatever it is. We need to be very aware of what we are saying about and to that individual. Really and truly, how we should operate is we should never say something about someone that we would not be willing to say if they were right in front of us. That's how we need to operate. If they're not here, 
then I don't need to go around to all the church. I don't know why I keep on that. But I need to operate as if they were standing right there. Everything else, I go into my prayer closet and I talk with God about. And I take it before God. But the Bible says that that man or woman that is uh, uh, laughs and mocks is a man understanding hath wisdom. If you have understanding, you've got wisdom. But if you want to act like a mischief or do things that are wrong or, or you know, you, you, it's sad that we see this sometimes in church. Uh, not so much here, but I've seen it in places where we kind of set people up for failure. Well, I'll just let them kind of go on their own and they'll figure it out. When they fall, they fall. And then I'll puff my chest out and ha-ha. What? That, that's not a Christian. <laughs> that's not how we're supposed to act. We're supposed to love each other. We're, supposed to, we're on the same team. We're, we're, we're trying to win brothers and sisters. We're, we're trying to be as Christ. You think God went and said, well, yeah, just, I'll let them just kind of fall off the cliff if they want to. No, that's not what God did. He went as far as to the cross. And as they mocked him, he still spread his arms. They didn't force his arms open. He willingly opened them. At any point in time, he could have come off that cross. Proverbs 14 and 9. People who mock at sin are a fool. People who look at sinful things and sinful thing, uh, 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 sins in themselves and say, well, that, that's really not an issue. It, the Bible says that it's sin, it's sin. And, and according to Scripture, you're a fool if you think otherwise. It says, but among the righteous there is favor. So you want the favor of God? Raise your hand if you want the favor of God. Every hand should be lifted. I want the favor of God. And I tell people all the time, favor ain't fair. Some people, I heard another saying the other day, it was kind of contradictory of that, but, you know, it's just kind of a joking thing. Favor ain't fair. I don't know about you, but when we walk into a restaurant, it just, it, maybe it's just happenstance. We walk into a restaurant, and, and it just seems there's nobody there when we walk in. But the moment we walk in, their whole place is filled. And I've seen it, and I've witnessed it, and I've been a, a part of it where I believe companies are blessed when they have children of the king working for them. When you've got children of the king that is faithful in everything that they do, the house of God, God, I believe, blesses that organization. There's, there, there's sin in that organization, there's unrighteousness, but God blesses it through that man or woman of God. I've seen it time and time again. And so we're not going to make a mock at sin. All right, Proverbs 12 and 15. Woo. Does anybody know anybody that's really stubborn? Don't point no fingers. Because I see, mm. I won't point a finger either. Because if I do, it'd probably be at me. Because I'm one of the most stubborn people I know. But the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Somebody you can't tell nothing to. They already know it all. They've been there. They've done that. They've got better. They've done better. They've done more. And, well, the Bible says they're a fool. They're stubborn. They won't hear godly counsel. Now, if, if, if God has put 
leadership in your life, and you, no matter what, go against that counsel, according to Scripture, you are a fool. Period. We either entrust the people that God puts as leadership or not. And so we've got to address it in our own hearts that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. I got my way. I know what he said. But that's not, I don't agree with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against the man of God. I'm going to go against the word of God. I'm telling you, you're walking on dangerous grounds, friends. It's a dangerous thing to go against counsel that is counsel from the Lord. Proverbs 15 and 5. Man, another time. Fools think their way is right and God's way is wrong. They're fully satisfied with their own way of life. They will not listen to the Bible teaching or they won't listen to counsel. A foolish person thinks his or her way is better than God's way. Now, I'll I'll just put it this way, that if you have something in your life, in your heart, and you say, well, I'm going to ask if this would be right. And and you know that there's scripture that says that you ought not do it that way, but you want to find a man to agree with you, that's not the will of God. Because any man who is a man of God at all, whenever seeking advice or counsel, is going to refer to the Word. First and foremost, and any counsel that is given outside of the Word of God, well, that, that man or woman's in a very dangerous place with God, and their blood is on their hands. Amen. That counsel needs to be first sought through the Word of God. And before we go and seek counsel of man, we should seek the counsel of God. We should seek the counsel of God first. Because so, much, so many times we can put trust in a man's word. I've been there. Where I've trusted, I've trusted and I've sought and I've just kind of clung to uh, uh, the, that verbal voice of someone speaking to me. You know what it is? It's a really poor excuse to not having a relationship and a prayer life with God. Because a relationship and a prayer life with God would say, I can commune with God. And then and only then, when I get released from God, will I go and seek counsel. And cling to a word from a man. I want to hear a word from God. Now, I believe God can speak through the man of God. Absolutely, 100%. He does every time when a man gets behind here and preaches the word of the Lord. But it's just a poor excuse when everything we do, every time something happens, we just run to somebody trying to find a word. Or we try to find a yes man. You know what that is, right? So Just someone you can agree with you and the way you see it. I'm telling you, if it goes against the man of God, the word of God, it is out of the will of God. I don't care how right you are. Amen. We're just talking about the characteristics of a fool. All right, Proverbs 17, 19. Did I give that one out? Oh, 17, 19. Fools reject correction. All right? So if if some of these have, have hit us as they've hit me, this is one that we can't miss. Because it says, A reproof entereth 
more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. A reproof or a verbal rebuke is helpful to those who are wise. They accept the rebuke and they seek to make the needed changes. Now, I believe this wholeheartedly because this is how I've been treated in all the pastoral leadership that I've had. Uh, And not just uh, Brother Akers and, and, and Brother Caldwell, but even beyond that. I've gotten rebukes from other people. Men of God. But every time that they've rebuked me, they've done it in love. And they've done it based on the word of the Lord. Now, it may have been, it may have hurt because it was straight. But it was not done in anger or in, uh, 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 even though they may have been hurt or upset, they did it in love. But also, to someone who is taking the rebuke, we need to take it in love and not hatred. In fact, really what should happen, church, really this is how we, how we need to respond. When we are given a verbal rebuke or a reproof, we need to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching and caring for my soul enough to care and to have the courage because it's very difficult. It's very difficult to go to someone and say, you're wrong. I love you, but you're wrong. It's a very hard thing to do, especially for all the people pleasers here. And I'm one of them. It's very difficult to go to someone and, and, and call them out. or That's really what it is. But to, to speak to them in the way that you need to speak with them. And so here's how I say Man, that, that, that does kind of hurt. It hits me where it hurts. But you know what? Thank you for caring for me enough to making me realize that I am doing something that is wrong and that is I don't want to be a, fuel, a fool. The verbal rebuke does more for the wise man than a hundred stripes from a cane or whip will do for a, a fool. Fools harden themselves against rebuke. They have their minds made up and refuse to change. They will not even listen to God's clear commands. We're just talking about the characteristics of a fool. And as we're going through here, I know this is not preaching, but I'm asking you to evaluate your own heart. Evaluate your own life. As I'm evaluating mine. All right, got to quickly move on. Brother Compton, would you get for me Proverbs 7? Oh, wait, did we already get 17, 27 to 28? Who got that? Brother Paisant, get that one for me, please. All right, let's just pause there for a minute, brother. He that hath knowledge spareth his words. What is that? What is it saying? They don't talk very much. They anybody know somebody who talks a lot? Ugh. And what does it say, brother? A man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. All right, continue. If there is something I learned in the business world, working in the corporate world for over 15 years, it is this one thing, is that rarely do I want to be the first first person to speak. It's true. Because typically the first person to speak is the know-it-all. Or I rarely want to be the person that's doing all of the speaking and all of the talking. Right? This is the same thing with the work of God and the kingdom. Kingdom work that we do. We need to do a better job of putting our words and our lips in prayer and praise than we do in speaking to people. 
and just talking and talking and talking and, and, and responding quickly. In fact, we need to respond, I wouldn't say slowly, but carefully, with caution and with wisdom. Now, I know nobody here talks before they think. Nobody, except for me. But I, I've really been working on my spirit because it says that I need to have an excellent spirit. But I've really been working on my spirit to try to process things in my brain before I speak them with my tongue. Because sometimes I want to speak before I even process what that even sounded like. I didn't even know what it sounded like, but it sure didn't sound good once I said it. And you know what you have to do? You have to apologize. And we should apologize quickly, by the way. We shouldn't wait days. We should apologize quickly. Right? But... Paul's not, not rabbit trailing today, but we've got to make sure that we are careful in our speech. We don't want to just be one that just rambles on. Because even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. All right, we're going to continue on this. Proverbs 29, 11. I don't think I gave that one out. I think that's where we stopped. All right, everybody, I'll read these. A fool uttereth all of his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Now, <clears throat> don't raise your hands. But I can just tell, I can tell you because I know some of you, and you've told me stories. I won't mention any names, Brother Compton. But <laughs> I'm not embarrassing him because he's probably told you the same story. But, and I'm not calling you foolish either, Brother Compton, because I've done this too. But here's, have you ever been in that situation, in that circumstance, like, I'm going to tell them my mind. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them what I, what I feel. And who's done it? I, don't you? <laughs> I've done it. I've done it where it's like, you know what? I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. And I'm going to tell them what I think about it. And I'm going to tell them what I think about the situation. And I'm going to, I'm just going to put it like this. Nine times out of ten, I've gotten myself in trouble. And it's hurt the situation more than it's helped. And in that moment, I was acting foolish. Now, I do believe there are some things that need to be said sometimes. I think there's some things that we not ought to keep in our, in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit, and we need to share it in love and in private. All right? I believe that. But getting this spirit of, well, I'm going to just give them a piece of my mind, I, I've been working on it. You ask my wife. Because, you know, a lot of times I'll say, you know, She'll say, no, you don't need to 